Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how to grow their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Grit Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of Sisu and the host of the show. And today I have a special guest with me. This is actually part two of the episode with, that we recorded with Spring. And I call this part two because Justin Nelson is our guest today. He came in um, and partnered with Spring, my wife, to grow her real estate business. And these guys have been crushing it. Uh, COVID hit in March and um, these guys have done some amazing things to their culture, which they had a great culture before then, but the culture's gotten even more amazing. And I think everybody's like, Justin has been living in fear, not all agents. I mean, a lot of teams are actually having their best months ever, but there was a tremendous amount of fear in March and um, still some fear today. And uh, I think what you guys are doing is just phenomenal. So Justin came to spring. Uh, they've been working together for a while. He became her partner in the business a few months back. It's been fun to watch them do something that I've really never seen done with a real estate business before. So I asked Justin to come on here to be part two of this show. Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm incredibly excited to be here. <laughs> so can we start off by just hearing some more of your background? Um, I mean, I know you've spent a lot of time with Tony Robbins, selling Tony Robbins. I saw you present uh, Tony Robbins. So I want to hear just what is your background because what you have is a unique skill set that uh, it's hard to find in this space. So, yeah. So uh, a short background is I've been curious ever since I was a teenager about who we are, why we do what we do, why some people succeed and some people don't. Um, had an amazing career through my twenties. Around thirty years old, I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't living my purpose. I was making money, but I was incredibly unhappy. I had to make some serious decisions about my life, my health, and about my destination. And I went on a journey of self-discovery, uh, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially. And the road led to me about four or five years later to a man named Tony Robbins. I ended up being a speaker for him for five of those years. And I would travel the country and I would speak on his behalf on all the things that I love, emotional state, self-image, belief system, identity, all the things that I believe matter the most. And that journey when it ended was because I met my wife. She lived in Salt Lake City, Utah. So I moved to Utah and the career that I had no longer existed because I was on the road 100% of the time. But I was meant to live in Utah because I met Spring. Now I'm partners with Spring. And now I'm incredibly passionate about what we're building here in the real estate industry. Yeah, it's awesome. It's super exciting to watch. Tony is one of my favorite people in the world. He's had a tremendous impact on my life. And um, I feel like I get a little dose of Tony on a regular basis now from you. So thank you. Yeah, I can still hear his voice in my head on a daily basis. So 
Justin, you guys, this COVID thing hit, and I think a lot of people in the industry were just scared. And a lot of them just shut down. I mean, I saw businesses stop. I saw some of our customers say, you know, I just can't pay you anymore. We don't have any money coming in. Yes. So what did you guys do? Well, first of all, we acted immediately. So it wasn't a week, a two week thing where we need to figure out what to do. We immediately took action because we knew action was the way out of this. If we could build momentum in the right direction, then we'll have a lot more opportunities in the future. But if we stalemated and waited to find the right answer, then there would be no momentum or we'd actually be heading in the wrong direction. I feel like a lot of brokerages, a lot of teams actually handled it appropriately. Hey, let's do some mindset training, some emotional state training. Let's know the market. Let's be more strategic. But then there wasn't the consistency of that to back it up. What Spring and I did is we owned it. It has to be every single day. It has to be consistent. We have to create an environment where people can come in and plug in on a daily basis and understand that there's plenty of business, plenty of opportunity if you're training yourself to, to be capable of finding that opportunity and of course closing those deals. So I feel like what we did better than everybody else in the industry is we were so consistent. For the last four to five months, it has been every single day our agents have something to plug into. And I believe that's what's been the biggest part of our growth. Okay, Justin. So, I mean, I think a lot of people would hear that and say, well, I've got something for my agents to plug into every day. So, I mean, what is it you guys do every day? Let's talk. I mean, how do you guys start your day? Talk about what you guys actually do to, to put these agents on the right footing every day. Well, so um, I think we all know this. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. But agents aren't attracted to the split model or the office model or the tech model. They're actually attracted to the leadership model. So you're going to attract who you are. So every conversation Spring and I have about what we want to do, the very next question is, okay, who do we need to be? It's not, hey, what do we need to do for the agents? How do we train our agents? It's how can we be the example? And so I am consistent in everything I do. I show up before everyone else. I prepare more than everybody else. My energy is on point. Spring and I are not allowed to ever have a bad day. That does not exist in our world. We can do that in our personal life. We can have that on the weekend. But in front of our people, we are the example. So the first thing, if you want to turn this around or have better results than you've ever seen in your life, be that person first because you're not gonna be able to do it for someone else unless you're able to create it for yourself. So we always start with ourselves. Who do we need to be and what example do we need to be? And then we structure an environment that is about growth, that is about the next level, that is high energy. Our mornings start at 8.30 a.m. every morning. And trust me, if we could start it earlier, we would. But if so you're you telling me your entire business comes together at 8.30 every morning. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yes. So we have, uh, right now we have 26 people on the team and consistently, I would say we have 22, 23, 24 people there every morning at 8.30 AM. Now the key is this schedule an 8.30 AM meeting, but if you don't have people show up, that's your fault. It's not the agent's fault because if the agents saw value and they walked away from that 15, 30 minute meeting, like, wow, that actually meant something to me. I feel better. 
I understand why I was there. And then they get the result that they're seeking that day. Then they're going to start linking that up to value, value, value. So what we do is this, if our agents should, aren't showing up, it's not that they're not committed. It's that we're not good at what we do. And so we are always bringing value. And if you're consistent with that value, you're going to have more people show up. So if I'm out there listening to you right now, Justin, I'm saying, okay, I want to bring value, but I'm wanting to know what do you do in these meetings that brings value? So many different things, Brian, but I'll say that the, the defining factor in what we do best is we train mindset. Uh, this has been my skill set for the last five years. I don't need to have a conversation with someone to know their mindset. I have studied this so extensively and lived this for the last five years that by looking at somebody, I know what their mindset is. You either have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And we have the systems, we have the tools, we have the resources, we have the leads. Why do some agents plug into that and some don't? It is 100% of the time mindset. And a lot of times people will say, well, no, there is some skill set. You need to know your craft. You need to master your craft. But if you don't have the mindset, you're never going to master your craft. You're never going to master your listing presentation, your buyer consultation. You're never going to take control of your schedule and wake up early and own your morning. So I think that every single person that's going to watch this is going to say, oh yeah, mindset. But is your life, is your business structured around that? If that really is the defining factor in your culture, your success, in your wealth, then is what you're doing on a daily basis training your agents to develop the mindset of a champion? And if you start there and are consistent and track the results, I believe you'll be on the right path to building an incredible team, building, the, building some momentum in the right direction. Great, great stuff. So... I'm just going to keep digging deeper here with you, Justin, because uh, it's, it's such great stuff. If I have the mindset now, how do I shift into execution? So first of all, you will never have the mindset. <laughs> Always approach it as an amateur. Okay. So if you think your mindset is on point, you are lying to yourself. There is a next level. There is a next level of growth. And that's what's fun is becoming okay. people that we're supposed to become. So understand. Let, let's stop right there for a minute because I want to ask you something about that because people sometimes feel like they have arrived. I just bought a new car, which <laughs> people came up to me and they're like, okay, so it was like, is that your dream? Like, are you arrived? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? This is just the beginning. Like, this is just growth. It's just a step in the journey. And it's just right? A car has never been a big deal to me, but this is like a, um, I've had some nice cars, but this is the, the only supercar I've ever had. Yes. So, but it's just a step in the journey. So I think it's really important that we talk about once you stop growing, what happens to us? Well, there's no passion there. there it, it, everything becomes the same. So you lose motivation. Um, you, you lose touch with inspiration. You don't have the same emotional strength because in this world, we're either growing or dying. And I love that you use the example of the supercar. So let's say this, Brian, how did you show up to work? How did you show up to life a couple days after you bought that supercar? 
Well, still today, it's like, okay, I've got to take my, I've got to take my game to the next level, right? That's I mean, what I love. It's like, you, you, it wasn't that you arrived. It's like, okay, now I got to own this car. I got to, I got to live this lifestyle. I got to be that person. So that's what's amazing about someone like you that buys something that's really meaningful to you. It's actually going to step up your game. It's not that you're going to ease off. It's that you're going to show up at a higher level and own this new reality. So that's what's beautiful. So first of all, if you think you've arrived and you think you know this business, you are in serious trouble. If you think you know anything about life, you're usually seriously in trouble because we don't grasp how this world really works. But if you can approach everything as an amateur, then you can grow, you can be curious, you can find the answer and it's more fun. Now, a culture of mindset is one thing. And I believe a lot of teams know this and they train it, the belief system, the mindset. But if you don't back that up with accountability, if you are not tracking your results and tracking your actions, you're basically, you're not living in reality. You're actually living in a, a delusional world. And our strength that we have is we have the mindset on point. We are consistent. We know how to train it. We're doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for our team. And then we back that up with tracking absolutely everything in our world. And what that has created for us is a culture of production. This is the most powerful thing that you will ever do for yourself and ever do for your team because production solves all problems. There are, there are teams out there that have incredible friendly cultures. They go out for drinks. They, they, they go on trips together. You walk into the office and everybody loves each other, but there's no production. That's not serving your family. That's not serving your future. That's not, it's serving no one. And so if you can combine these two worlds of a high level of positive accountability, not negative accountability, but positive accountability, and you're consistently training their growth mindset, you can create something very powerful. Okay, so what is positive accountability? I mean, most people, if you look up the definition of accountability in the dictionary, you're gonna see a negative term. Yeah. People think of that as a negative thing. Yeah. So how do I shift that to be a positive thing? So it has to start from the very beginning. And if you haven't started this at the beginning, start right now. It has to be around their personal goals and their professional goals. It can't be about the team goals. So it has to be what do they want in life? How much money do they want to make? What does that mean to them, their family, their health? If accountability is around the, the, the goals of the team, you're never going to win. It always has to be about their goals. Now, from the beginning, you set up a cadence of accountability. And we could go into the entire framework, the one-on-ones, um, the CSU dashboard, which we absolutely love, their scoreboard, all of these details that is surrounded around their personal goals and their professional goals, and they start hitting those goals, it becomes something very positive. But at the heart of positive accountability, it's this. It's building self-respect. And what self-respect is, is this. Way more powerful than self-love, by the way. Self-respect is keeping your word to yourself. 
So we provide an environment where we bring clarity to every part of their business and every part of their personal life. We reverse engineer it through Sisu to show them the actions that they need to take. And then these small things that they can do every day, they start keeping them their word to themselves. This is my goal. These are my actions. On a daily basis, I'm in the right environment to take these actions. And if they plug in, they start building that foundation of self-respect. There's somebody that keeps their word to themselves. And if you start there, you could build an incredible business, but also that's what leads to the extraordinary success down the road is positive accountability. And it starts with building that self-respect for yourself. So an agent comes into your world and you guys are focused on what is important to the agent? What is their goal? What is their why? And your whole focus is to help them obtain that. And you're going to show them the path to getting there. I mean, I'm just relaying what I heard and I just want to make sure I'm on, on the right path here. It starts from the, it starts from the very first phone call. It starts from the very first time they inquire about our team. The way they come in is the way they leave. So if they come in for the money or if they come in for the leads, they're going to leave for the money and they're going to leave for the leads. So it starts from day one. When they sit down with me, the first 30 minutes of our conversation is about them. I will not say one thing about the team. I will not say one thing about our leads at the bare minimum of what a team should do is provide leads. That is the bare minimum of what a team should do. Yeah. So there's no way I can understand the value we can bring to a human being or to an agent unless I know who that agent is. And so if I'm just plugging them in and say, Hey, take over our systems, that's not serving them. And it's not going to serve us in the long run. And our turnover rate is virtually zero. I'm just gonna let that sink in again. Our turnover rate is virtually zero. We keep our agents because we understand who they are. So it starts from your very first meeting, care about these people, find out what they want, find out what they need, find out what their circumstances are, why they need to make money, why they're so passionate about real estate. And then you can build an accountability program around that. You can build a growth plan around that. You can understand the mindset training that they need because you can meet them where they're at and then you can raise them up. I've never heard anybody in real estate say our turnover is zero. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Congratulations to you on that one, Justin. And I, and I watched it and you guys have something special for sure. So when you guys are in that environment, I mean, you have an amazing culture. We've talked about this accountability, this culture of accountability and productivity, but what do you guys do beyond that to, to have like team unity and that kind of culture. Cause you guys, you guys have a tremendous amount of unity and camaraderie in that business as well. Absolutely. So I'll just emphasize leadership model, leadership model, leadership model. This is what people are attracted to. So be the leader that you need to be. Never stop growing as a leader. Spring and I both have leadership growth plans. We don't have goals of being a good leader. We don't have, Hey, we need to step up. We have actual leadership growth plans. Okay. So it starts from the top down and people are going to feel that. The second thing is spring and I will sometimes look at each other and be like, you know what? We have something really special here. Everyone helps everyone else. Everyone is a growth mindset. Everyone is abundant. It can be fun competitiveness, but it's not um, scarcity competitiveness. And there's a difference. 
when there's scarcity competitiveness, it serves no one. So I think the best maybe advice that I can give you on this is it has to be every single day and you have to be very conscious of your culture. So it can't be that you have a training on it. It can't be that you make a few phone calls and check in with your team. It has to be consistent every day of you being very conscious and very deliberate about the culture that you want to create. And to give you some insight into the culture that we create is we know who our customer is. Our customer is our agents. And how we help those agents is we grow people. We can teach them the systems. We can teach them the framework of real estate. You can find that online. You can find that on YouTube. Our systems work, but our magic and our power is that we understand who our customer and our client actually is. It's our agents. And the best thing that we can do to serve those agents is grow them as people. Teach them how to think. Teach them how to do the business, how to solve problems, how to negotiate, to build their self-image, their confidence. That's the gift that we can give them. We have a new agent that started with us 45 days ago, zero experience in the business. She now has six under contract. She has her first two closings today. 45 days in the business, six under contract, first two closings within 45 days. That's not the gift we gave her. The gift that we gave her for the rest of her life, she is now capable of closing six deals in 45 days. Not that she's gonna have the money in the bank, but for the rest of her life, she can carry that with her, that no matter what happens in any market, she is someone capable of making that amount of money. So awesome. our culture is- what, we understand what, did she do? what did she do prior to real estate? Uh, she did uh, wedding planning. So um, I think she would do about, you know, like five to 10 weddings a year um, as far as helping people coordinate weddings. And if, uh, she's a single mother as well. I believe she has two kids at home. Uh, so this is, she had a massive why. We love people with massive whys. And by the way, we will understand what their massive why is from the very first time we sit down. This doesn't come three months later or after hello week, or we understand who she is and what her why is. And if they have a massive why and they plug into our systems, there's absolutely no stopping them. So, um, uh, she was a wedding planner, I believe, would, is what you would call it before real estate. So single moms usually do have a massive why because yeah. nobody loves their kids more than a single mom yeah. who needs to take care of their kids. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Okay, um, I have your CISU dashboards behind me here. So let's dive into CISU a little bit. Okay. Uh, I just looked at this a minute ago. It looks like you guys are on pace to do somewhere between 50 and 60 transactions this month. Yeah, so um, I, I believe uh, if we stay right on track, we'll close 53 um, this month. I mean, you guys every month are going, I mean, I've watched you go from 20, to 30, to 40, to 50, and now approaching 60 transactions a month. And this is just in a very short time frame. So what do you credit, what do you credit that to? I mean, how do you guys continue to just have that kind of growth? If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. Mindset.
mindset, mindset. And I know that's probably not what you want to hear. And I know it's very overused, but it is so consistent in our culture. It is a consistent message. And we actually have the ability to train this. I think that's the difference between logically understanding this. We know this. There, there's been a few moments in my life where I've heard the same message over and over. 80% mindset, 80% mindset, 80% mindset. And then one day you wake up and you're like, oh my God, it's 80% mindset. Well, I, think, not- I think you've actually impacted spring because spring now comes home and says, it's a hundred percent mindset. <laughs> the mindset is what gets you to the execution. So, yeah, so the, the mindset will actually allow you to master your craft, to master negotiation, to get involved in classes and trainings. And then if, if you combine the skill set and the mastery of your business with the mindset, then you have something very powerful. But if you start with the business, we all know people that know a lot about real estate that aren't making any money. So I love that we actually lead with mindset, mindset, we're consistent with mindset. And then of course we have the systems to train them on the entire framework of real estate. Yeah, so you guys are all focused on mindset, accountability, productivity, and those all are very meshed together. Yes. So. I want to dive in a little bit to CSU and how you guys leverage CSU. And the reason I'm doing this, um, I usually don't talk about CSU on my podcast, but I've had a lot of our customers say, I wish you would talk about CSU on your podcast so that I can learn how to better utilize it. So Justin, can you share with our listeners just what you guys are doing to leverage CSU at a high level so that they can, they can learn from that and, and, adopt that into their businesses as well. So the first thing is uh, you have to set a standard of using Sisu. You have to. And we use it for every aspect of our business. We use it for recruiting. We use it for our one-on-ones. We use it for our competitions. It's up on big screens all around our office. Everyone knows their numbers. If you as a business owner do not know your numbers, two things are going to happen you're either gonna be stressed and overwhelmed or you are going to be out of business. So if we are as real estate agents, business owners, and we are not tracking our world, tracking our numbers, we will always be in that roller coaster of trying to find the next deal. It's incredibly overwhelming and it's incredibly stressful. Now, if you try to do this as a team leader or a team owner, I don't know what would happen, Brian, I'll tell you this, Spring and I would not be in business. I don't know if another team can handle it without knowing their numbers and they just show up every day and work really hard and try to grow people and try to hit their numbers. Maybe somewhere that exists, but our world would not exist. Uh, There's been moments, by the way, Spring and I coach each other through Sisu. Seriously, like we, we look at the, the conversion rates um, at the listing appointments, at the buyer consultations, where do, where do we need to step up? Where do we need to focus our time? So it's not just for our team, it's on one-on-one conversations with each other of how to improve the team. So how we use CSU is this, it brings clarity to our entire world. And if you start with clarity and then become obsessed, there's no stopping you in what you wanna do in this game. But if you don't have clarity, it doesn't matter how obsessed you are, how hard you work, what time you wake up, what skill set you're developing, If you don't know where you're going, where you've been and where you are now, 
you're out of the game. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, well said. So if you're um, maybe taking that to another level, Justin, if you're holding me accountable and, you know, um, this is positive accountability, like we've yes. talked about, if yes. you're holding me accountable as an agent, how do you, how do you leverage CSU in that instance? How do you best hold your agents accountable through? From start to finish. So you just have to set the standard from the beginning that they are going to use CSU. You have to frame it correctly, Brian. If you're just like, hey, we're tracking numbers and this is for coaching. No, this is for them to build an incredible business. You know that amount of money that you want to make? You can't do that as a real estate agent. How you have to do that is as a business owner. So we are going to move you from a real estate agent mindset into a business owner mindset because you are an entrepreneur. You are now in control of your finances. You are in control of your destiny. So if you want that, be in control of your numbers. So you have to frame this, that goals first, massive wise. Why do you want to make that amount of money? What does that mean to you, your family? And so then what we're going to do for you is reverse engineer that goal so that on every single day, you know exactly what you need to do. And I promise you, if you do this, this, and this, you're going to make that amount of money. And this is what it's going to mean to your family, your health, and your future. If you're not doing this, and you're not doing this, and you're not doing this, you're not going to make that amount of money. Now, again, the power of this, Brian, is the consistency. It's in every team meeting. It's in every one-on-one. -on -one, it's on our wall. It is a complete standard. There is no negotiation in this because this is why we thrive. This is why all of our agents are in production, every single one of them. Yeah. It's not because they're badasses and work really hard. Everyone is a badass and everyone works really hard. But we're giving them the power to build a business. So let's build the business. And that's when they start buying in on that level. All of a sudden, we have, we have an agent that last year, she's been in the business a year and a half before she came on our team four months ago. In that year and a half, she closed five deals. She came onto our team. She's now closing five deals a month. She understands the power of tracking her numbers. This isn't, oh God, I got to spend 10 minutes to put this stuff in so that Justin doesn't get on me. It's her creating her life and creating her business. So if we're going to have this technology, first of all, let's use it. But if you can't articulate and feel the power of it, your agents won't either. And that's why it's a leadership model. Believe in this with everything that you have. You're paying for it anyways. So if you believed in it and plugged in fully, your agents would as well. So that's why Spring and I are holding each other accountable through CSU because we know the power. And then they can feel that power as well. And they understand, wow, if they're doing it and they have what they have and they're, they're, they're hitting the numbers that they're hitting, what would that mean for my business? Yes. So how often do your agents actually look at their numbers or how often do they report their numbers? Like what's the frequency here, Justin? So we actually have them report it publicly every week uh, in our team meeting. And it's a positive thing. We clap for it. We celebrate it. This isn't like, this is, there's no shame in this game. It's all positive. We're all here to help each other. And if you have to announce your numbers publicly and you don't have your numbers or you didn't hit your numbers one week, what do you think is going to happen the next week? You're, you're either, gonna you're either going to hit your numbers or you're not going to show up to the meeting. 
and that's fine but at least we'll know you know at least at least we'll know you know we'll know where everybody stands and then also we have our consistent one-on-ones and we we support our people we love our people we care about our people but our one-on-ones are business they're you know they're it's not about the family it's not about the health we have times for that and we support in all of that but our one-on-ones are about positive accountability how can we improve your business? Well, let's look at the CSU dashboard. You're, you're making this many conversations. Awesome. You're setting this many appointments, but your, uh, your conversion rate is at 50%. You went on four listing appointments this month, only one signed with you. Okay, let's clean up your buyer consultation. Let's clean up your listing presentation. Let's have a mentor go on your next appointment so you can learn from that. So this insight of the improving their business and not negative accountability where we're like, hey, why aren't you doing this? But we're actually diving into it and say, hey, if we just clean this up a little bit, if we make a small shift here, your business will improve. And then all of a sudden the next month, instead of closing two deals, they closed four. They, they connect the dots themselves emotionally in their nervous system. They now understand, oh, this is why successful business owners track their numbers because if you're not tracking it game over you cannot improve yeah okay so justin you talked about tracking on the recruiting side i mean which if i if i were to look at most of the big brokerages out there most brokerages feel like recruiting is the name of the game they don't really care about agent productivity and most teams honestly feel like Agent productivity is the name of the game and they don't really care about recruiting. How do you guys balance that? Ooh, okay, so recruiting just never stops. Okay, so set a standard of how many people you need to recruit and stick to that standard no matter what. So if you're focused on other things before recruiting, you're gonna run into issues in the future. So as a team leader and as an owner right now, as a leadership team, you need to set a standard for recruiting and do whatever it takes to hit that number. That is number one. And we could do a whole nother uh, podcast on how to recruit effectively. But if you don't have a standard to start with, who cares how good you are at recruiting? Now, uh, the most challenging and daunting task that exists in real estate is in, in improving somebody's production. It literally is the hardest thing to do in real estate. So what you need to do as an owner or as a team leader is don't try and make somebody into something they're not. You know what I'm saying? So if, the, if you have somebody that wants to close two deals a month and they're happy and that's how much money they want to make and they're not taking away from your resources and they're adding to the culture, you don't have to turn that person into somebody that's doing eight or 10 a month. Be blessed that they're adding to the culture. Be, be blessed that they're here living their life. So don't try and make people into something they're not. Now, if you have somebody with a massive why and they're like, hey, I want 10 deals a month, be prepared to coach that person. Be prepared to plug them in. But that's who they actually are. And I think this is why our culture is so consistent is it's not about spring and ice goals. We have our goals and we'll hit those no matter what but we need to support our agents in their goals. And this is why we have very little turnover because we coached and trained the person to hit their goals, not to hit our company goals. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a massive difference in why we keep so many people is we're not trying to turn people into something they're not. And by the way, 
if you have 20 agents closing two deals a month, you got 40 a month. So yeah. never discount someone that wants to close two a month. I mean, provide an amazing culture where they're like, I'm closing two a month. I love where I go. I love the training. I love the leadership. And then you have a few of those top producers. You have something very powerful and something very consistent. And by the way, those people closing two or three deals a month, they're not going to leave you. <laughs> they're going to so, stay in the world and plug in. So Justin, I mean, you've talked so much about that today, but the biggest thing I hear from team owners and their biggest frustration is they build a team of five or six agents and then one of their top performers leaves and then the rest leave. And now they're starting over again. And you're telling me you guys don't have any turnover. So um, I, I'd love for our listeners to just think for a minute, and I'm sure they all are, but are you guys doing what Justin just talked about, which is not trying to turn them into something they're not? Let your agents be who they are, help them be happy in whatever it is that they want for their lives. And by doing so, like Justin said, if you have 20 doing two a month, that's 40. So it's a matter of recruiting. I guess that was your indirect answer of recruiting is probably the most important. And at the same time, making sure that you're just helping your people achieve what they want to achieve, keeping them so that they're, they're hitting what they want in their lives instead of focusing on what you want in your life. 100%. It comes down to the people. So without the recruiting upfront, and by the way, we could do a whole other podcast of how to effectively recruit. Our, our, we have quality problems where we're actually very particular about who we bring on the team. But have two or three top producers, have a growth plan for them. Uh, once you get bigger, they can start mentoring people. They can start their team within your own team. So never have a ceiling for those top producers. Always have a way for them to grow within the team. Um, but the heart of our business are those agents that love our culture, love our environment, love our training, love our leadership. They're growing as people and they're closing two, three, four deals a month. That is the heart of our business. And um, I want to I say one thing about turnover, okay? The way they come in is the way they're going to leave. So if your value proposition is splits, lead generation, and systems, they will leave you. But if your value proposition is them growing as a human being, enjoying what they do, like I would say the hardest thing to do on this planet is enjoy what you do for a living. And if you could provide an environment where that's possible, not only will you win, your family will win, your agents will win, their families will win, every, all these, your, your life will explode. And this is not easy. So just because I'm throwing it out there, hey, create an environment where people want to work. If you're not dedicated to this, consistent with this, conscious about this every single day, question I ask myself every day, what kind of leader was I today? Great. Make note of that. What kind of leader am I going to be tomorrow? Make note of that. And then tomorrow I'm a better leader. And if the leadership model is the only thing that matters in this business, which it is, just take my word for it. If the leadership model is the only thing that works, become a more effective leader. And I kind of went on a tangent there, but one of the reasons others that we don't have a high turnover rate is we have hell week or hello week. Do it across the board. Give every agent that wants to be a part of your team a five-day trial, a dose of the team, 
where they shadow, they make calls, they go to every single meeting. And what will happen is they will self-discover around halfway through the first day that it's not for them. You don't need a whole week. It takes about four hours and either they don't vibe with us, uh, they're too fixed mindsetted to kind of get over the stumbling box of being in real estate, or um, they will come up with a story of why it's not a good fit for them. You know, so, and it usually takes about three to four hours. So before you officially onboard someone and spend money and plug them into your systems, have them try it out first and you'll have a lot less turnover. That's great, great advice. On that note, Justin, I just have a few quick uh, questions that I ask most of our guests. I haven't been doing this as consistently lately because I've run out of time, but since uh, we still have another five minutes here, so you are the king of learning and the king of growth. Uh, what is your favorite book or your favorite source of learning? I would say, so, so many books out there that have changed my life, uh, but I would say the one I go back to the most is The Untethered Soul. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael A. Singer is... How did uh, I know you were going to say that? <laughs> I don't know. For the right person, it hits home. And I've actually recommended that book to a few people. And two things will happen. One, they'll call me within a week and be like, I couldn't set it down. I, hey, it brought so much clarity to my life and who we are as human beings. It brought so much meaning. Or people will be like, I, I didn't get it. And it's 100% fine. But for the right person, there's so much truth in that. And then you read his second book, The Surrender Experiment, and you come to find out that he built a, a, a billion dollar tech company. So in his first book, you think he's like some hippie, yeah. like Buddhist living on a mountain, meditating all day, doesn't even mention his success in business. And then his second book is how he built his $1 billion business and created his life through surrendering to the moment, always like facing the challenge and understanding that life is happening for him which we all like say, you know, like it's easy to say life is happening for you and life is good. <laughs> you know, like we all say, we all say it when we have something negative happen, right? Oh, I just got crushed yesterday. Yeah. Life is happening for me right now. <laughs> or, or maybe we see it a week later. Right. And so that was life happening for me. <laughs> so untethered soul, but if you want to start really small and just knock out a book in your next workout, um, oh, I just escaped me. Um, It'll come back to me. Well, while you're thinking about that, so I read The Untethered Soul it's probably three years ago, so I probably should get a refresher. If you're like reading that all the time, I should probably get a refresher of that and then do The Surrender Experience because I have not read that one. So. The Surrender Experiment, especially for an entrepreneur, and you take that book seriously and actually contemplate it, has the power to change your life. He faced so many challenges in his life that he did not want to face, but he surrendered to the moment. He fully engaged. He was fully present with his team, with his staff, with every person that was in front of him. And he surrendered to the moment and opportunity after opportunity kept presenting itself. Uh, the book is As a Man Thinketh. It takes literally from start to finish about 45 minutes to read. Now here's the key. I know you've read it and I know you've probably read it twice. It doesn't happen until about the seventh to 10th time that you read it. And if you get outside in nature, if you go for a run, there's going to be on the seventh to 10th time that you actually listen or read, something is going to happen to you where you have a moment of like, oh my God, this book is true. <laughs> it, 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 it will hit you like right here, like mid heart where you're like, oh, this is true. 
this is true. This book is absolutely 100% true, but you got to give the book at least five tries go throughs. I would say seven to 10, probably better. And you'll have that moment. That's awesome. I've never heard that. So Justin, what's your favorite place? Like, I would have to go Utah's where I grew up. Uh, and so, and uh, my wife, Heather brought me back to Utah. I didn't realize how special Utah was to me until I came back. I left for many years and followed my career and made some money and lived on beaches. Like I had a career where I could live on a beach uh, every winter, you know, so I get, I got to choose the beach. And uh, I thought it was the life that I wanted to live. And then coming back to Utah, being connected to my mom, my dad, my brother, my wife, my new kids that my wife had before me that are now my kids, uh, partnering with people like Spring, having you in my life, connecting with old friends. And I realized being back in Utah that I'm not an ocean man, I'm a mountain man. Uh, yeah. I, I connect that at a deep level. Some of my best memories are fishing and hiking with my dad. And there's something really meaningful to me about mountains. And um, so now I have mountains right there, literally like right there. <laughs> so yeah. awesome. uh, I was in Utah as a whole. So. Okay, and what's your favorite thing to do in your personal time? So in my, my absolute favorite thing now is spending time with my family, especially meaningful time. And I know that's a cliche answer, but I was single for many years, you know, uh, as I, I recently got married and recently I'm a new father. And so it's really meaningful to me to spend quality, meaningful time and have cool experiences with my family. But where I thrive the most and what uh, keeps me on track is working out. And I'm not talking about working out and sweating a little bit. I'm intense workouts, like where you're pushing heavy weight or your heart is beating really fast or you're, you're out of breath, like intense work on your body where it actually changes you. It changes you. It changes your physiology. It changes your mindset. So that could be a little advice in there. You could, you may be working out, but what I would tell you is whatever you're doing and make it way more intense. And then you'll understand why people should work out. Awesome. Um, what's the most important, and that may be it, what's the most important piece of advice you want to leave everybody with, Justin? Who this is, the way you frame that question is tough, but I'll tell you this, um, it's energy. Everything you do in life is a transfer of energy. Everything. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know, we know this, communication is 7% verbal. People don't care what you say. Everything you do is a transfer of energy. So if you're interviewing a new agent that wants to be on the team, show up. Don't see them as like, oh, just they're a new agent or yeah, they've closed a few deals. Show up. Some of our biggest talent right now on our team were new agents three or four months ago. And they're absolutely crushing it. And within five minutes of meeting with me, they wanted to be on the team. I've had people on the phone say, I want to be on the team and they know nothing about the team. They know nothing about the splits because the only thing they're going off of is energy. And we think we make logical decisions. I want to tell you this right now. Remember this for the rest of your life. You have never made a logical decision ever. You have always made an emotional decision and then you've justified it with logic. So stop trying to recruit agents logically seriously, like no one makes a decision based on logic and you're trying to show them how logical it is to be on the team. Give them an emotional reason to be on the team and then they can justify it with logic. So 
everything we do is a transfer of energy. So if you wanted to start anywhere and improve your life, improve your health, improve your relationships, it is possible for you to master your energy. So how much time, how much dedication and how much consistency on a daily basis are you dedicating to creating energy in your life? Because you have the skill set, you have the systems, you have the lead gen. If you could create incredible amounts of energy in your personal life, your business and your life would skyrocket. So I would say energy. Well said. I'm sure so many listeners are like, okay, this is amazing. I may need some more of this. I may need to reach out to Justin. How can somebody get a hold of you? What's the best way? Very simply, man. Uh, I'll throw my email out there, my phone number, whatever, connect. It's fine. So you can text me and say, hey, I saw this. Let's connect for a few minutes. Uh, phone number 801-550-7007. If you call me, please bring some positive energy. That would be appreciated. Uh, email justin at rogarate.com. And I'm sure you could put it up somewhere, a link or something, Brian. So yeah, absolutely. So Justin, thanks so much for joining us. I didn't know that you had 007 at the end of your phone number. It sounds like even though I have 8,200 at the end of mine, we may need to switch. <laughs> uh, anyway, great having you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. It was a blessing. So much fun. Thanks, yeah. Brian. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U.co. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your set of fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.